Hello, and welcome to Not a Couple, a Will and Grace podcast. I'm Tess. And I'm Matthew. And this week we are talking about season two, episode 13, Oh Dad, Poor Dad, He's Kept Me in the Closet and I'm Feeling So Sad. God, I think they really need to have some longer episode titles on this show. Yeah, this is getting almost like Panic at the Disco 2005 Mm -hmm. era, Fall Out Boy, like This is probably the longest one we've seen, but uh, (laughs) I never promised you an Olive Garden was pretty egregious a couple weeks ago. Oh man, this is worse. This is a lot worse. This this is like, I slept with someone in Fall Out Boy and all I got was this song written about me. It's the same level too, because it's... it's in, like, Will and Grace and also Fall Out Boy fashion, it's just, like, a play title with, like, one thing changed. Right. Like, it's absolutely not at all necessary. Right. What, we looked at the play. What was it again? It's, it was something totally, totally different than the plot of the episode. oh, dad, poor dad, mama's hung you in the closet, and I'm feeling so sad. Yes. And it's... A uh, seminal theater classic. It's about, like, a, it's a farce, and it's about an overbearing mother who travels on to a luxury resort... Bringing along her son and her deceased husband, who is in a casket. I caramba. Which, that's exactly what, just, ugh, whatever. So anyways. I guess I'm glad that wasn't the plot of this Will and Grace episode. Me too. Will's mom showing up with his dead dad would be a real bummer. Yeah. Whew. So it's been a while since we were on the air. Yeah. Uh, happy holidays to those of you who observe those. And, and happy, happy New Year to everyone else. Yes, happy 2017. Hopefully it isn't as bad as 2016. Well. Speaking of bad things that happened in 2016, this episode is a little sad. We have some sads in our sad parts. Yeah. Um, this is the first episode we've recorded since we found out of Debbie Reynolds passing. Yeah. Uh, day after Carrie Fisher. Yeah, which is really sad. Debbie Reynolds, for those of you who maybe don't remember, uh, she plays Grace's mom in quite a few episodes, mm-hmm. Bobby Adler. And uh, Deborah Messing wrote some nice things on Twitter and Instagram yeah. about her. So I think I retweeted most of them so you could check them out. But it's just sad because she's great. And her mm-hmm. daughter, Carrie Fisher, was also really great. She's, mm-hmm. you know, of Star Wars fame. Right. So we're having a lot of sads about that. Yeah. But good news, we do have, uh, since we were last on, a little bit more confirmation that there is someday soon, hopefully, probably, going to be... Potentially. Potentially. Maybe, but hopefully, yes. Uh, going to be a Will and Grace revival on NBC. Woo! Yeah, so there's been some uh, chatter and chatting and talking. And I think Megan Mullally is the biggest profile person who says something about it. Yes, right? I feel like Megan Mullally has said that. Like that one dude said something, but I don't yeah, know. Yeah, we've is. got quite a few people who have said we're not like rehearsing right now, but it's probably going to happen. Yeah. So. so probably not soon, soon. So we're just going to keep plugging along with this podcast. Yep. And if it does come back, which fingers crossed it does, we'll just see where we're at at that point. Yep, we'll figure something out. We've kind of kicked around a couple ideas on the off chance that it does come back. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them being like, wait till the end and then watch them. Clearly, we're not the Gilmore guys who are lucky enough to basically finish their podcast right before they started. Well, they were really just plugging away and I don't think they had day jobs to sure. really worry about. So, And they do more than an episode a week, right? Yeah, they really kind of crank them out. Proud of you guys. Yeah, we like that work ethic is just very enviable, but... Mm-hmm. I'm tired, so we're not going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we have enough PSAs out of the way. All right. Let's let's uh, let's talk about the episode. Let's not read that title again. That title's insane. Okay, so the title that you already know, let's read the description. When Will attends an event honoring his father, he finds out that his father hasn't told his coworkers that his son is gay. Jack tries to find his biological father. Not a very good description no. on the Jack part. And, and, and I think the, the Will part, too, really gets at the core of why this is such a complicated and 
uh, in some ways troubling episode for me is it's not just that Will's dad doesn't tell his coworkers that he's gay. It's that Will's dad tries to not let Will come to the thing to begin with. And he's told his coworkers that Will is not just like not gay, but he's like married to Grace. Right. Which, okay, funny. Ha 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 ha. Like, he he he, no. But like, there's some really serious implications about that that I don't think really get addressed in the story. Right. Like, um, I feel like they really dropped the ball on like any kind of emotional honesty in this one. Mm-hmm. Like, just outright, I would not be nearly as cool as Will is about right. this whole turn of events. Right. And with this show in particular, I think there's such an opportunity to have complex dramas with parents. Like, we've already seen it with Jack's struggle to find his dad, which gets addressed later in this mm-hmm. episode. Grace's issues with her mom. We've got to see Jack come out to his mom. Right. We've seen episodes where we've gotten to have some really complicated dynamics with the parents. But they're still, these... like, lighthearted and funny. Yeah. But they have, like, a kernel of, like, realness to them. Right, Exactly. And I think with Will and his dad, I think we were a little bit denied that. I think mm. the episode thinks it's giving us something, but it's really not. It's just kind of giving us crap. Yeah. Like, I was not about this episode. Yeah. I I did like the setup of it, which is that Will and his dad have a good relationship. Yeah. I um, thought that was good. You don't get to see that too often, especially yeah. with gay men on television. It's, it's a bit of a stereotype, but I think based on my experience, it has its roots in a lot of truth, is that a lot of gay men and their fathers don't always have the greatest relationship. Right. I mean, I, I think you probably see that, especially in television, because you get, like, these macho right. dads who are, like, hyper-masculine, only into farting and scratching their balls and watching right. football. And so, like, their effeminate son who spits out purses whenever he speaks, like, they don't really get on. <laughs> Good to see an example of the counterexample of that. Right. Yeah. The only other real counterexample I could think of is probably from Glee, Bert yeah. Hummel and Kurt Hummel, which, by the way... Who named them? That's ridiculous. That's ridiculous. But they have a pretty decent relationship, and they have some, like, bumps in the road and stuff. But their relationship is actually kind of predicated on being a subversion of this trope, because right. Bert Hummel is such, like, a masculine man's man mechanic, and right. Kurt is, like, you know, he opens his mouth and a purse falls out. Yes. Literally, that happened in real life on Ryan Murphy's show. We are Jesus. going to have to find a clip for this, <laughs> because if you don't watch Glee, and I'm sure you watch Glee, because you listen to this podcast, why didn't you watch Glee? Yeah, yeah. But it happened, and it's... It's so depressing. Yeah. But anyways, like, the whole, the twist of it is that he's super okay with his son. Yeah. And, like, it causes problems later, but not exactly the same way. Right, and most of the problems aren't really, like, you know, like, I'm ashamed of Kurt. It's more like Kurt is afraid of the things that are happening to his dad as a result of his being gay. Right, right. But anyways. But anyways, so it's it's nice to see, but I think it gets counteracted by this plot where... Oh, absolutely. He's... Basically, Will has built up his dad as this figure that he's really affectionate towards. He's, like, looking out the window waiting for him to come. He's like, yay, my dad's here. My dad's here. Right. And, like, the the beginning of the episode really foreshadows it by, A, making him so excited, and, B, like, Grace talks about her dad being a disappointment to her. Right. And Jack's like, well, I don't even know who my dad is. I'm like, oh, no, did I bring the room down? <laughs> um, yeah. But, like, yeah, we have this nice little interaction where his dad first gets there and he, like, gives Will a scarf. And it's, yeah. it's very Will. It's a good scarf. It's, like, mm-hmm. it's not like a, here, I got you a pigskin. Right. I think that was the other thing I really liked is that it's very clear that this isn't, like, a superficial relationship. Right, like, they clearly have some, like, realness. And, I mean, like, it's hinted at in other episodes, though we know continuity is kind of, like, a joke on this show. Right. Where he talks about, like, when he calls home and, like, his mom takes over the phone and his dad shuts up and how he just wants to talk to his dad. Mm-hmm. So, like, you, we know at least a little bit that Will really likes his dad. Right. He loves his dad. They are very tight. So, I think the fact that, you know, they get to this event that his dad has told him not to come to mm-hmm. and find out that his dad has told everyone in his company that... Will is married to Grace. Yeah. Will gets really upset about that. Which is legit. Which is really fair. Um, he 
For one thing, he doesn't leave when Grace offers that as an option. Which is a very dramatic move, which I kind of like. Yes, I love I love that. Very uh, gay. Good job, Will. It's But that's the thing is that he's like, he's saying that, oh no, I'm, you know, two hairy bags or two hairy balls. And uh, is that what it was? No, he says I'm two high balls and a tight dress. Two high balls. Mom. Right. But he's planning to be there to cause a scene, but he doesn't ultimately cause one. No, he just sits there to like sit there and like shame his father from afar. Yeah. So Which that was, was shady. I liked that. Right. I liked that. But then it just doesn't really... Go anywhere. Yeah. Because the, the only scene we get is that Will and his dad talk about it. Which props. Like, which, like, wow, we damn. Talk about it. You talk to your father about an emotionally important thing? Who are you? Like, what kind <laughs> of evolved human does that? Right. But I just... What happens when they do that is that Will's dad is basically like, yeah, like, I don't have a good excuse for this. I just thought it would be easier if I didn't do this. And yeah. Will lets him off the hook. And I thought that kind of sucked. Yeah. I, here's the thing, like, from my perspective, I could absolutely see Will letting his dad off the hook mm-hmm. if we hadn't already spent 15 minutes establishing the relationship that they have. Right, like, if his dad was, like, a stereotypical, like, straight dad of a gay man. Right, who was like, I'm proud of my son, but, like, in a really abstract way, and we have a fine relationship. Right, like, that would make a lot more sense to me that Will just lets him off the hook is like, oh, my dad's a real person and real people make mistakes. Right. I don't think this was just, like, real people make mistakes level, though. This is, like, straight up lying. Like, mm-hmm. he, like, straight up says, he's like, this isn't, like, a misunderstanding that got out of control. Like, he's told his co-workers right. that Will and Grace were married right. to each other. Mm-hmm. Just to clarify that they were married to each other. Not right. to other people. Not to other people. It's just, I, I think it's it says a lot about Will that he's able to do that. Right. I just, I find it hard to believe. It based just, on Will's interactions right. in it other episodes. It also, to me, just kind of felt like, I could kind of see it, but it felt very conflict-averse. Mm-hmm. Like, it feels like maybe he's pretending like he's okay with it, but then he's going to go find, hopefully a real therapist, and bitch about it for, like, the rest of his life. Right. I think it also segues into the, like, cookie-cutter, like, happy ending, where, yeah. like, Will's dad is like, I'm really proud of my gay son, but, like, it's a Lifetime Achievement Award. Oh like, God. No one's gonna no stand one up cares. there. No one's gonna stand up there and applaud for your gay son, oh my God. Mr. Will's dad. I could not deal with this at all because every time he said that, all I could think of was that scene in Heather's, which Matthew's never seen, but I'm sure someone out there has seen the scene where like the football players are dead because the the bad boyfriend kill, kills them, mm-hmm. and then they, he makes it look like like a double suicide, and they're in love, and the one dad is just like weeping openly over the kid's <laughs> casket, he's like, "I love my dead gay son." <laughs> it was like it was like that level of ridiculous for me. I'm just like, nope. Yeah. It's not okay. Like, no one gives a shit that your son is gay. I'm sorry, George. Right. It just, it didn't fit with a lot of the stuff that had come before. Mm-mm. I don't think if I was Will, I would have taken that as like... No, that would not have a, been... That would have not have made up for it uh-uh. for me. Nope. I mean, I, I think I'm in the position where I would be more... Like, my dad is, and my relationship is a lot more like the relationship that I think this would make sense for. Right. Like, if my dad told me that everyone at his job thought I was married to you per se. Hi. I guess I wouldn't be that upset about it. I'd be a little upset for sure, but I wouldn't. That's not something about me. That's my dad's baggage. Like, right. You know, it would suck, but like, I don't, I'm not going to see those people. I'm never going to interact with those people. Right. I don't know. I feel like if my dad told people we were married, I would just be like, why are you lying? Why right. are you always lying? Like, <laughs> I would just be like, what are you doing? Like, it's just, yeah, it's just a weird move. It's just a weird move. Like, it doesn't make sense. But my dad is definitely one of those dads who just, like, tells all of his coworkers everything about me because right. he's just very excited about So you're saying all your coworkers know that you're bisexual? No, I don't think he's told them that. But, like, every time we do something cool, yeah. like, he tells all of his coworkers. Okay. Like, he's just always like, yeah, I was talking to, like, and they'll name someone that I don't know at work. And he's like, I was telling them all about how you're getting your master's. And I was telling them about how Liz just finished her associate's degree and mm-hmm. how Kathy just got engaged and how I'm so proud of you guys. And I'm like... 
Well, and that's okay. kind of, that's where the thing falls apart for me because, like, Will's dad is really proud of him. Right. And it seems like his talk is really honest. He's really proud of him, not just for being, like, successful and whatever. Wait, but he's... He's proud of him for being a gay man and right. being out about it. And so it's frustrating to me that despite being proud of that and despite being worthy of Will's admiration, he does this thing. Yeah, it was weird. And that Will is expected to just be fine with it. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like Will lets him off too easy. I don't think this is acceptable of, oh no, my parents are real people. Like, everyone's parents are real people eventually. I think that's the... But that doesn't mean it okay. Real people can right. still fuck up royally. And I want to put this in the category of royally fucked up. Like, yeah. owe me a bigger and better apology than just... I love my gay son! That's the only thing that frustrates me about this episode, is that it seemed to tell the moral lesson of, like, your parents are people, too. That's not what the lesson is at play no, here. No, I mean, I also, we've already gotten that lesson. We've gotten it with every time a mom has come on the show. Right. Like, it's not like, you know, Will's dad made an honest mistake. Like, he no. made a mistake, and then he perpetuated that mistake. And most importantly, he wasn't honest with Will about it. Yeah. Like, he knew, he clearly knew that he made a mistake and he'd done wrong by Will. Mm-hmm. And instead of owning up to it, just... Just kept, like... Just kept hiding it. Right. So, yeah, that was shitty. And I would not find that at all acceptable for my father. Yeah. Though my dad kind of, like, really likes lesbians. <laughs> it's this weird thing, but where I grew up, um, there was, for a brief moment in time, like, my parents' house is on a corner. Mm-hmm. And there were some lesbians across the street on one corner and lesbians across the street on the other corner. And then our next-door neighbor was, like, a straight woman and a gay man who were roommates. Right. And my dad was always like, hey, do you guys need any help with anything? Like, <laughs> the neighbors across the street, um, they've been partners for, like, 25 years. It's actually really sad. One of them passed away a few years ago. It was very, very sad. But I'm he's... sorry, I thought your pathology about mentioning dead people only related to your grandparents. No, it's everyone. <laughs> but, but, like, well, now he helps out because um, Gina's the one who's still alive. Right. And he, like, helps her out because she has a pool and we have a pool. So they'll, like do each other favors with, like, pool supplies and, like, right. scooping stuff and opening the pool. And I don't know. My dad's just a very helpful, handy person. He likes to, like, the na- he likes to help the neighbors, but he especially likes to help the lesbian neighbors. <laughs> and I don't know why that is. But, hey, Dad, I'm glad you like lesbians. That makes my life a little easier because that's, like, almost right. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will say that one of the more redeeming parts sometimes of the Will's dad plotline is that Grace gets a lot of really funny moments being his wife. Oh, that was pretty funny. And we've seen this in several other sitcoms, but Mm -hmm. I also, I found myself relating so hard to, so back in the day, Matthew and I were in in a production of Guys and Dolls. And in the, in the play, Adelaide and Nathan are not married, but they've been planning to get married for 14 years. And so Adelaide has been lying to her mother in these letters about, all the kids they're having. Right. And that is exactly what Grace starts doing as soon as <laughs> as soon as she is unleashed on the world as Will's wife. She's like explaining about their kids and I think their names were like Rachel and Sarah and Liam. And one of them was in the poor musical. Yes, and um she made everyone cry at Shul. Yes. And and it's just very funny that like we've seen I've seen this in a few other sitcoms. Friends does it. There's a scene uh-huh. where um Ross and Rachel had to pretend to be married because I think Ross's parents are lying about it because Ross has been divorced right, right, three right. times now. So uh Shame, shame. So then um but you see a lot where like people have to pretend to be together when they're not. And I also one of my favorite movies, The Proposal, has that too. Right. Where they like are just trying to like one up each other with this stupid like proposal <laughs> stories. I did like that it wasn't really one up. It was that Grace kept saying stuff and one was like, Ugh. And then she was just like I'm gonna make it worse <laughs> like she was just enjoying herself so much and it was very funny it was a good use of her because the episode was otherwise about Will and his dad in that plot line yeah, it, it really gave Grace something fun to do oh also can we talk 
briefly about her fashion choices. She's like wearing this dress, but then it turns out that it's actually two pieces and I did not like it. I think I actually love Grace's fashion choices only because they're so bad and she pulls them off so well. It takes a lot of commitment (laughs) to dress as badly as Grace. In this episode, she wears a pink red skirt and matching go-go boots and Karen is wrong about them being bad. They are bad. They are bad. Karen is totally right. No, they're bad, but she pulls it off. With the blouse and the necklace. And the no. blouse looks like a fucking pirate shirt. Like, no. You look like a pirate shirt. Yes, I do. <laughs> Let's mm. talk about Jack's daddy issues. All right. So we get the who's your daddy joke again. <laughs> yes. But this time it's a segue into a who's your daddy episode, which right. I like. I like so, that this has been kind of building under the radar. So the yes. joke is funny. Yes. But then it's funny again. So we do have Jack walk in and be like, hey, Karen, who's your daddy? And she's like, you are. And then he's like. I don't know who mine is. <laughs> like, he's very, like, drawn and won and upset about it and, like, talks about how he's lonely and sad and gonna go write a country album. Right. And so... So, obviously, Karen gives him her credit card and yes. sends him away. And then immediately tells Grace that she's found his father. Yes. Which, whoa, mic drop. Woo, yeah. So, she uh, used private detective. And I also want to take a brief moment to talk about things that Karen does that I really like. How she has, like, a person who has, like, a job for her, but she doesn't learn their names. They're just always referred to as, like, their job title, like, driver or cook. Right. Or private detective. The only one who seems to get a name is Rosario. Right. Which is very funny. <laughs> so, she hires private detective right. to stop following Stan to and from the Krispy Kreme, and he finds Jack's biological father. Right. So, Karen, being a drama queen, just like Jack, decides that the best way to tell Jack this information is to send both of them to a diner. Uh-huh. And then just show up and be like, surprise, it's your dad. Uh-huh. Unbeknownst to her, Jack is a hornball. And so is Mr. Jack. Yes. I believe his name is John. Yes. John Marshall or something. Yes. And so they are hitting it off. They're having a great first date. Oh, yeah. It's it's really uncomfortable. Oh, my God. Because I, I, you feel differently about this, but I, when I watch it, I kind of, I didn't immediately get that Jack's... Quote, dad was gay. Oh, I knew. But it's just the outfit, the turtleneck, the everything. Something about the phrasing he had was like, it's not like he was thinking this was like a business deal. No, he was like, I'm going to get with this guy. Well, because the thing is like, for Jack, this is his friend setting him up with a blind date. Uh-huh. For this random dude. It is this Karen is Walker a, just calling him and being like, I'm going to. This is a stranger. I'm going to introduce you to this guy right. who's going to change your life. Right. Literally at no point, even if I was gay, which I am, surprised. Are you gay? <laughs> what? At no point would I assume that if a stranger called me on the phone and said, I'm going to hit you up with a guy who's going to change your life, that it was a date. I would probably assume we have murder and send the police instead of myself. You see, I think that ever since Hamilton, if anyone says, I'm about to change your life, I'm going to assume that I'm going to marry the person they introduced That's true. To. That's very different. But I think I would still call the police. Or at least just bring a friend. Yeah. Phone a friend. So anyways, (laughs) so the guy goes to like take a phone call or something and Karen shows up and she's late and she's huffing and puffing and she's explaining, oh my God, but Jack, no, you don't understand. He's your daddy. And he's like, not yet. He's not. (laughs) And then like Karen's like, ew, gross. No, like he's your dad. He's your real dad. And then the guy comes back from wherever the fuck he was and like Jack and Karen are just like freaking the fuck out. And then it's just. It's so bad because this guy's like, "Hey, Jack, do you want to get out of here? I could, I could use some alone time with you." And he's like, "No, you don't understand. You're my daddy." And the guy's like, "Not yet. I'm not." <laughs> and like, it's like, ew, ew, ew. No, no, no. I think all the great joke writing was really saved for this episode. Oh my god. Because this one, this one was pretty tight once it got to the diner. Right. Like that bit of the episode kind of saved the episode for yeah. me. Like it was a very mediocre. Almost. I mean, it's really gross. Like, ugh. but it was just so funny. It was for incest comedy. It was done pretty well. <laughs> I think we can get away with more incest comedy with same-sex couples, but maybe you can fight me on that. I, I think no. I think if there's not a chance of them having babies, it's pretentious. It's like 
No, it's 1% still gross. 1% less gross. No, it's still gross. Okay. Still gross. But okay. anyways, one of the other things that I, I liked about this episode is, like, anytime, like, the incest part got brought up by, especially before Jack realizes it, like, Karen develops, like, Gumby arms. <laughs> <laughs> like, she's in, like, she's kind of, like, putting on perfume and he... He mentions that for the first time that, you know, they're gonna, gonna, that they're going to, you know. They're going to fuck. They're going to put their, their fingers together and put them back and forth over that, and over again. That's how gays have sex. That's how gays have sex. Like E.T. And she just like, boom! <laughs> she like sprays Jack in the face with their perfume. Like in his open mouth. Like, <laughs> it's ridiculous. Oh my God. It's a really good mix of, like. The comedy of the situation, also known as situational comedy. What? Like a, like a sitcom? sitcom? Oh, uh, my God. And physical comedy of just Karen and eventually Jack being just kind of like, ugh. Oh now, thank God. So then the second reveal. second reveal is that obviously it's not his father. It's because, not his father because he's a gold star gay. Right. Which I'm not sure that I would take on face value, but okay, but if you Jack. say so. Right. So Jack has his concerns staged. Yes. And... Jack, then, like, the kicker of it, is, of course, is that Jack is kind of like, I mean, I don't know if we should, like, keep seeing each other. Like, I thought you were my dad five minutes ago. Right. But then, of the course. The guy's like, I have his... Backstreet Boys tickets. Right. And then Jack's like, yeah, okay, pick me up at eight. Like, <laughs> I care, see you later. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Like, oh, my God. Like, it's such a weird plot. And it's kind of only the plot that I think Will and Grace could get away with. Right. And I think it's also the time period. Like, I feel like even if it had been, like, 2001, they would have immediately gone, like, we need to double check this with DNA. Like, right. you were pretty drunk at that party. Right. But, like, they're just the fact that he's just like, yeah, I'm going to take your word for it that you're not my dad. And, yep. And we're going to go to the Backstreet Boys party and have sex. So. Right. And, like, also follow up. Like, it, I personally would be very weirded out if someone could have been my dad, just, like, age-wise. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of men wearing Nixon masks at that party. I guess. Dick was very big that year. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all oh right. Well, now that we've had gotten through all of our incest comedy. Yes. And all of our cringe dad comedy. Cringe dad comedy. <laughs> I think it's time to wrap things up for this week. All right. Matthew, do you want to tell people where they can find us on the internet? Of course. If you want more of us, you can find us on Twitter at notacoupleshow, on Tumblr at notacouplepodcast.tumblr.com. Send us an email at notacouplepodcast at gmail.com. Or check us out on Medium where we put up our show notes every week. Yeah. Uh, we just put up the show notes from the last episode a couple days ago. Mm-hmm. A little bit late. Sorry. Happy holidays. Yep. And uh, we did some retro show notes, yep. I think, last week as well. So Going back to season one. Yep. So we're trying to fill out the season one show notes so that you have those. Yeah. So by the end of us doing this podcast, we'll have show notes for every episode. Yes. It'll happen. It'll happen. This it'll happen when it happens. <laughs> you can't sing Lizzie McGuire for no reason. Oh my god. Matthew and I got drunk on New Year's and sang Lizzie McGuire and then I sent it out as a Snapchat. Sorry. <laughs> I also had glitter freckles. That's fun. <laughs> Alright, All right, buddy. Thanks so much for listening to us. Yep. I'm Tess. I'm Matthew. And this has been Not a Couple. Bye-bye. This week's episode of Not a Couple was recorded in front of a live studio audience of one kitten cat. Hi, Eliza. Who's your daddy? (laughs) This episode of Not a Couple was brought to you by Karen Walker's Daddy Discovery Matchmaking Service. Find that daddy you've been looking for all your life. Wink! (laughs) 